Hey, this is Paul Goble, host of the Paul Goble Show, and you're listening to Apotheosis, a pop, a pop, uh, a pop, uh, something of a bombast. I don't fucking know. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next half hour. I feel glorious. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode edition stroke um, uh, thing, uh, episode 97 of an apotheosis of a bombast. I am the wonderful Ultimate Manus over in England and joining me as always is the equally wonderful Scott Kaufman all the way over in America. Hello Scott. Hello. Hello, hello sir. H- how are you? I'm good. But you mentioned equally wonderful. I wonder, does that uh, vary as the exchange rates vary? Oh yeah, I am clearly more wonderful than you. Because because the euro is healthier than the the dollar at the moment. Oh whoa 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 whoa! We're not in the euro. We're we're oh. British pounds, don't you know? Oh, so so you're not good enough to mix in with the rest of the European economy? No, no, we 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 tend to stand on our own two feet over in Blighty. And uh, we like to twiddle our moustaches as we count our pounds and look at them against your feeble dollar. Hey, we've had this conversation. Um, I don't think we had it on the podcast. I believe we had the conversation via Twitter back in the days when Twitter was new and shiny. But, <clears throat> excuse me, on my keyboard, above the one is an exclamation point. Above the two is a little at symbol. Of the three is, we call it a pound sign, but it's the little tic-tac-toe board. Yep. Uh, above the four is a dollar sign, U.S. dollar yep. sign. And five is a percent. So where is your uh, funky-looking L symbol for for pounds? Oh, right, okay. Um, see, I'm on a, um, a, a Mac, which is kind of different, and the pound sign is above the number three. Uh, but it's not the tic-tac-toe symbol, it's a... No, you have to do an currency pound. Uh, alternative button, and then that, and they come up with the pound sign. I've noticed people calling it pound sign. They're wrong. It's, it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Pretty soon it'll be called a hashtag. That seems to be the, the new designation for that. See, isn't it a hashtag? Well, isn't it a, it's, it's a hash anyway, isn't it? Oh, I bet when you phone up uh, these phone things and they tell you to press the pound sign, don't they? Yes, oh. they do. Oh, God bless them. I want to pinch their <laughs> cheeks and shake them by the hair. But they're wrong. Never mind. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I guess then, to do exchange rates, you know, the, the calling me equally wonderful is really just a courtesy. Mm. Are we... From your American eyes, are we more seen as, I suppose we are seen as European, but is it a common thought that we're actually in the Euro, under the Euro, uh, Euro currency? Uh, actually, I hadn't really thought about it that much, but I guess of the currencies, all you ever really hear about is the Euro. I mean, I, if you were to look at like an ex- currency exchange chart, you get all the all the major ones, and and um, but it, like you you don't hear like you used to about uh, French currency, Spanish currency, any any country within the European continent's uh, currency really anymore. The way that it used to be, because I guess it used to be. So unstable. That was part of the, the reason that the euro came on, right? That you know the uh, French and, and Spanish border, the economies were so different. That the exchange rates were an issue. Yeah, I, I guess some of the other places. Yeah, I think it was down to the exchange rates jumping up and dropping down, and also it's easier to trade in one currency. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think it's built around. Although I am really not down with business and marketing and stuff like that so if that's wrong then I hold my hands up but I'm pretty sure it's down to 
businesses trying to trade stuff and it's just easier just to turn around and say okay we'll do it in this and the other people say okay that's fine we'll pay that as well and it's easier to juggle you know you both know where you're standing without having to convert from one to another well that's like us in the metric system just you know as most of the rest of the world has converted to metric no we'll just still measure in miles and feet and inches and just compromise and they they say all the time that uh, one of the issues is uh, tools tools and manufactured products are non-uniform whether it's 10 millimeters or a quarter of an inch it's just not close enough it's close but it's not that perfect fit mm. and so at some point I remember hearing years ago at some point the um, American system was going to have to adapt but at that point, we were still policemen of the world. Now, I think, uh, as we're losing our economic clout, what, what does China use? Oh, hang on. Uh, China. Isn't it yen? Oh, that's for, for money. But what do they use for measuring units of measure? Are they metric or are they... Do you know I wouldn't have a clue. I'd imagine it would be uh, metric. I would think. It's funny, my kids were asking why they learned Spanish in school. You know, like they, in the elementary school, they take, you know, it's mostly math, English. They spend a little bit of time on science and social studies. And then they go through this rotation of all, they call them related arts, like art, music, uh, and all these things. And one of them is foreign language. And for whatever reason, it's Spanish. And I, they asked why, and I explained how. When I was younger, it was Spanish, Italian, or French were the three primary options. And the main reason for it was always uh, because of the the Romance language root to so much of the English language. It had support in the school systems and all that. You know, people used to take Latin, I guess, when my parents were younger, yeah. even though no one spoke it. And it strengthened their knowledge of language. So now you took... French, Spanish, or Italian, and you still got like the the B E N implies good and M A L implies bad and that kind of thing. And occasionally, people could take German, but that usually was just because of um, a population. You know, within the the neighborhood, it was a heavy heavy German background. Yeah, but doesn't it make sense to learn Spanish in America because you have Mexico and Argentina as well, don't you? Yeah, there is a high Hispanic population and. And I think that's why that survived. But again, remembering to teachers I made fun of and scoffed at back in the day, uh, Mrs. Henry used to always say, back in eighth grade, that uh, we should all be taking Chinese. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, we're like, why should we take Chinese? Oh, I'm telling you, you know, by the time you're adults, most of the world will be Chinese and uh, the biggest chunk of the population and the economy, she... She had a foresight. She saw this all coming. Mm. And I wonder, too, like I've heard that English is kind of the standard language for pilots. I think it's, um, it, if you had to choose a world language, wouldn't English be in the, the top? I think in terms of influence and, and culture, that makes sense. But I, I do think that I mean, like, if you're flying uh, Japan Airlines from local to local, that probably doesn't worry about it. But if you fly an international flight, the pilots have to communicate with the, the control towers in English. Well, yeah, a lot of people just learn English, and then other people learn English, and then you'll find Italians and uh, uh, people in Turkey all speaking English to each other. Do you know another language besides English? No. I'm ashamed to say I don't. I've never really got on with it. We did French at school, and I thought I was really good, and then I found out it was the guy sitting next to me that was really good, and I was crap. Yeah. I went through Spanish and then Italian, but basically I could understand what you were saying, and I would always answer you in English. Mm. So it, I found, although that was... That's not helpful. ...fun, that didn't help, no. <laughs> it kind of... Okay, you understand... Still not getting anywhere with it, though. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, have you seen a commercial? We have it here. Uh, I think it's for the iPhone, where a guy goes. I think it's to Italy, and he's basically tracking down his ancestry. And he walks into a village, and the locals there, and he speaks into his iPhone. I'm trying to find the home of Giuseppe Martinez, and then holds up the iPhone, and it it speaks the translated yeah text. Knowing what we know from our various experiments with speech recognition, all the different things we've tried to do online and how it's botched it, how could you ever be confident that you aren't about to instigate an international incident? Exactly, yeah. Well, I'm going to speak into my little phone, and I'm going to hope it doesn't just call your mother a horse. Well, there, <laughs> there was a... um, You know this new iPhone's come out, and it has this Siri thing on it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that from the commercials. No, I'm, I'm not either. The only... It's kind of like FaceTime where I'd only use it to fart around with, to be honest. But I Mm -hmm. think, hang on, let me have a look. But I think there's a YouTube video of putting two phones up against each other with the Siri. And obviously (laughs) they're talking to each other and it gets rather out of hand. Hang on. Well, I've, I've, um, saw the commercial I mentioned to my father. I was like, yeah, that's not how it'll work at all. (laughs) It'll be, I've locked myself out of the house. Beep. I think you said you like to see Mickey Mouse. Like, no. And w- there's uh, Rhett and Link, the two comedians we've talked about a couple times. They had the stop-motion shirt commercial. And I've put something on our Facebook page a couple times where they use the Google Translate tool. Yeah. They'll read a script. They'll film the video, have Google Translate, or transcribe it, and then they'll... Or YouTube, I guess, is transcribed. And then they act out that script and they have it go again and again. After two or three iterations, it's nothing like the original. And I, I enjoy them things. Hang on a sec. Right, okay. Um, right, this is uh, Siri meets Siri. It's just the first video I've turned up. It's quite bad, but here we go. There's the problem with Siri. It's no, I, I'm not a big fan of it. Didn't didn't we go through uh, this video? I think it was before, through the two AI chatbots talking to each other. Yeah, yeah, we've done that. Yeah, yes. So it's, it's very similar. So anyway, yes, it's episode ninety-seven, and here we are. Uh, it's a little after midnight local for you. Yeah, it's, this is one of the, like the the latest ones we've done, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If I fall asleep, I do beg your pardon, but yeah, <laughs> I, I am very close to doing that. Well, this is, for me, it's the time that you're usually recording. Yeah. And I mean, ironically, if this were reversed, it would work fine. I'm I'm free all the time at midnight and up till like two doing various things anyway, so it's just a shame it's, it's the other way around. Mm. But that's the reason for the little bit of a hold up here, folks. We appreciate you sticking with us as we get ever closer to our centennial episode. Wow. It's a good time to mention that we're soliciting hundreds. A hundred dollar bill would be great, but by that we really just mean like a hundred of whatever you like. It could be a hundred doll hairs, a hundred uh, deleted sound bites, whatever you think is a hundred questions unanswered about the show Lost, whatever you think would be a befitting way for us to, to celebrate, a, a, a fitting hundredth gift for a hundredth episode. Yeah, it's kind of like an email present to us. We're just hoarding yes. on presents, really. Yeah, we've gotten a, cu- uh, excuse me, <clears throat> a couple so far, but um, we'd be happy to have a hundred hundreds if that were to be the case. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 we'll settle for the six that we may end up getting in the end, but... Mm. 
can always dream. Yes, let's keep dreaming. Um, any news where you're happening or anything like that? Any weird and wonderful websites that you come across recently? Uh, I've couple websites um we'll go through them in a second weird and wonderful news and all we've had um i'm trying to think where's it all seems so mundane in the end i i did happen to be paging through some of the old things on the bombastpodcast.pobbean.com site and saw some show notes i think it was episode 80 where the first thing is scott cost his team his hockey team a game oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yes, it was one of those off off my foot things. Um, I simply in defense of that, uh, I don't know if it's been from playing so much video game hockey or uh, being on a different team with a slightly more positive group of uh, familiar players around me that you know more encouraging than browbeating. But I've actually had uh, so far my best start to a season, including an overtime game winning goal and. Another goal in our, our last game, so I'm on fire here. I'm I'm thinking I'm in a contract year, looking to renegotiate, looking to shake those demons of having kicked in an own goal. Oh, soon we won't be able to re- record the podcast because you'll be gallivanting be on around tour. on the National Hockey League. Yeah, well, it's this is probably this is my fourth year in which I've been playing, and and Jay's been playing for a similar amount of time. This is really the first time that. The two of us are actually doing well enough to have a a head-to-head scoring competition. So after many weeks, at 2-2, two to two, we are tied. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's something to keep in mind. Um, we also did just have Halloween, which I know you're not a huge fan no, of. No, 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 no. But there was... Oh, my brother sent me something that uh, you may have seen. I'm not sure. Do you know who Jimmy Kimmel is? Jimmy Kim, he's the um, uh, he's on a he's on the TV, like the the telly box yes. in the corner of everyone's front room, isn't he? He was on Win Ben Stein's Money. He was the host, the original host, the game show, and then he was uh, eventually he got a game uh, talk show. He's on one of the major networks at kind of an odd time. All the other late night. Talk shows are eleven thirty to twelve thirty. He's twelve to one. But it's it's a it's a funny show, and it's ABC, so a lot of lost stuff and things like that. And it's it's um got some good bits. But what he had done is he had challenged his audience this Halloween to tell their kids tell their kids you ate your your their Halloween candy and videotape the reactions. Oh. And so I'm sending you a YouTube here, which... Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for the advert to die off. Yeah, there's a unfortunately a little advertisement at the beginning, but once we get past it, it's, it's definitely worth a quick watch. Okay, shall I stick a bit in? Sure. And one more thing, on Monday night, I issued a challenge to the parents of America. I asked parents to pretend they ate all their kids' Halloween candy and <laughs> videotape that and post it to YouTube under the heading, hey, Jimmy Kimmel, I told my kids I ate all their Halloween candy. And a lot of people did. And I guess I didn't expect so much crying. <laughs> I kind of thought the kids would be mad, just mad. Almost every one of them cries. But we got what they, we got. And um, to those children whose tears are about to be immortalized on television, I apologize in advance. I'm going to tell you what happened to your candy, Blake. I ate it all. Eight years too, Alan. Me and Mommy ate it last night when you were asleep. I ate all your Halloween candy last night. What candy? I'm guessing a lot of these kids see it as work that they've gone out and got all this uh, the sweets and candy and stuff like that and they've 
worked really hard on their costumes and gone out and it's kind of like a job and then the the thought of their ki uh, their parents nicking all the candy is just demoralizing to them oh yeah if you uh continue i think it's about a minute 40 somewhere around there you start first there was a bunch of crying reactions and you know looks of shock for those of you who don't watch the video on your own and just all of a sudden, like, panic and, and such. But some of the kids get uh, a little witty, a little fresh. They they go on to say some uh, crazy things. It's, it, it's funny, and I'm sure each family immediately were like, oh, no, 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 here's your candy. Mm. But uh, I don't know. My wife and I were talking about whether we could do that. Our kids are probably a little too old to do that to them now and fool them in any serious way, but... It's just doesn't feel right. <laughs> that's like that's like waking up on Christmas morning and being like, "Oh, I guess Santa didn't come to the house this year." Yeah, that's kind and of having hid the pre mean. presents in the other room. You can't, even though you'll go, "Oh, nope, here it is." That's kind of damage is done. Yeah, um, I could see the the Christmas one coming downstairs and oh, where are the presents? Oh, they're over there. Oh, brilliant! Not waiting until they're. In floods of tears, and then, oh, by the way, Christmas is over here, guys. <laughs> I couldn't do that. No. There's a couple things in there, and if you watch the whole video, guys, there's, um, we'll put it on the Facebook page, but one kid sits there and says, you're going to get a tummy ache, and you deserve it. And there's a, another pair of boys. One is, uh, one's really upset. The older kid's really upset, and the mom is explaining that, like, yeah, I, I just, dad and I ate the candy, and. And then uh, she says, and and the best part were those peanut butter cups. And then the little one turns around, and who had been calm the whole time, goes, you ate the peanut butter cups? No. <laughs> like, that was it. You could have it all, but not the peanut butter cups. See, this year, I, I cut all the pumpkins out and set them all up, and they looked quite good. I didn't say the kids trick-or-treating, though. I just, I, it, it's just not me. I just don't. Not that I don't agree with it, I just don't like it. Uh, mm -hmm. But Amanda took the the kids out walking around. But when the kids got back with their um, bags of goodies, then they started moaning at me for not putting their jack-o'-lanterns out. And I was like, oh, okay, we, we only put them out to display that we want people to come up and trick-or-treat. And if you're not in the house to give out the sweets to trick-or-treat, then I'm not going to do it. And I'm... <laughs> uh, I, I I think I'm too used to living in London where you have kids come round and they're 15, 16 year olds and they bash down the door and they want money. They don't want sweets and they've got like mm -hmm. some stupid little mask on and they're still in their uh, joggers and trainers and hoodies and stuff like that. And yeah. they're just not into the spirit of it. And understandably, because they're, kid, well, they're um, like young adults doing it. And where I've been, I, I kind of like burned by that, I suppose. There were like a couple of instances down in London, which I won't go into, but it's just, you know, guys, really, just bugger off. And up here, I I just close the curtains, turn, up, turn <laughs> all the lights off, have like one solitary light on that no one can see from outside. And that's it. No, don't want to know. Go away. And so I got in trouble for doing that. Oh, well, it, there are some kids who just don't do, don't even make an effort. And I, I mean, they're kids in that they're under 25, but they're not little kids. But I don't know. It's We, we live in a neighborhood where, I think I told you last year, that we're one of the few with homes close together. So people come from all around. Mm, yeah. And, you know, so... You're not local, you're not in costume, you just walked across my lawn instead of on the walk. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, what, really? That's a weak effort. Get off my grass! It's just, you know, it's hard too, because like, we had 262 uh, little bags of Skittles to give out. And they they were gone within an hour and 15 minutes. Raw. And, you know, now my, I had been home for the first part, 
giving out one to each person. And then my kids came back and uh, I went with them. My wife stayed for a while. And so she was there when things ran out. And to me, I would have turned the lights off, said, I'm sorry. You know, we're out, cleaned out. Yeah. She started going through the cabinets and like, oh, we have some raisins. Um, Here's some bags of chips. The kids' food snacks. Yeah, the kids have got nothing uh, for lunch the next day, though. Well, that's how I, I, <laughs> I definitely rode her pretty hard the next day. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to give Jay. You know, I think I'm going to send him with a bottle of vinegar. Did you do that thing no where you, you went to the cupboard and gone, I don't know, I'll check in here to see if we've got anything in here. Oh, no, it's gone. We gave it to all the <laughs> trick-or-treaters, didn't we? I remember I now. A, I did a little bit of like, I was looking for this. Did you give that out, too? Did you give that out, too? But... Now, her favorite thing are peanut butter cups, and she just happened to forget that um, there was, like, a bag that she was bringing some to work, kind of off to the side. Yeah. And so, I was like, well, you gave this away, you gave that away? Oh, but I noticed the peanut butter cups are still here. And she completely forgot about it, but it looked bad. <laughs> that looked real bad. Uh, I would have <sighs> had to rub that in. No, our, our kids haven't got anything to eat. Oh, but look. Peanut butter cups. That that's wholesome stuff. Brilliant. Nice one. I did the old oh, I guess I'll go to the store tomorrow. Don't worry about it. No, no, that's fine. No, it's okay. I'll go. You stay there, <laughs> put your feet up, I'll go. <laughs> it's the best way of starting oh, an argument as well. It's it brilliant. Is, it is. You have to definitely want to go because it's gonna go f- full force if you uh if you follow that up. <laughs> You asked if I found another anything else too. I I did find a website. Um, I don't know how well it's gonna play out for us to do together because it's. I don't think we get the same thing, but I'll mention it anyway. It's called Guess the Google. Have you seen this at all? No. Guess the Google, the image guessing game. Uh, uh, click the button, and twenty images will show up on the grid, and they're all generated by one keyword on Google. It's your job to guess the word that generated those images. Oh, okay. And at time, you get a bonus for answering it quickly, and you go through, and uh, you have 20 seconds to guess the correct keyword. I believe there's 10 rounds. You can guess as many times as you want, but you know, getting it right is is what gets you the most points. Oh, God. And so it could be balloon, it could be tear duct, it could be... Uh, lollipop, whatever. It's it's interesting, and it, it's definitely addictive. You do it, and you go, oh, that's easy, that's easy. Oh, that one's hard. Oh, I could have done better. And you want to play again, play again. And it's a pretty good collection of um, of keywords to pick from. So I'm just battling it now. I've already played one game, and I'm rubbish at it already. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the link will be in the show notes. If you just Google guess the Google, you can get to it, and it's it's safe for work. I mean, you don't have to worry about like boobs being the keyword or anything. It's it's gonna be something like lips or automobile or spider or. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, it's a neat thing. You know, you wonder what made someone decide to do that. I mean, I would guess it was started out as just a you know, I'm I'm gonna grab a couple of images and just do it for my friend kind of thing and then it turned into I wonder if I can make a program that would mm. do it. Did you see the thing that went all over town uh, about Google today? The do a barrel roll thing. No. 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 If you go to Google dot com or dot co dot UK and type in do a barrel roll, wow, the whole screen just spins and everyone went bonkers for it. And, okay, well done, guys. That's brilliant. It doesn't really solve anything. But people love it. And I bet they're just sitting there. Oh, look, look at this. Look at this. And they keep typing it away. Oh, look at this. No. It's, it's, it's dumb. But there's been things like that before. Like, uh, like you can make Google drop letters or tilted it's different things um, I consider that an overreaction like you said 
I'm not I'm not overly impressed with that. I, I like this stuff where it drops letters or it was I think they put it in Comic Sans for one day, didn't they? Yeah. And everyone went, No, they can't do that. And that's kind of a practical joke. I think that was on April first as well. Mm-hmm. Um but to actually make it do something is kinda not the point. When it was on the skew a little bit, people would open it up and go, Oh, well that's a bit weird. Oh, what's going on there? And then it gets them thinking out the box. Maybe, you know, something's wrong with their computer. Mm-hmm. Not that, oh, we just do this and, wow, it, it, it span. Brilliant. There used to be a game <laughs> on the BBC microcomputer. This was yonks ago. And it was called Mr. Pop. I think I've mentioned it loads of times before. I'm losing track of how many times I've mentioned stuff. But Mr. Pop essentially could do stuff with three-letter words. So you could tell Mr. Pop to run. And he'd sprout legs and run. And you can tell Mr. Pop to pop. And he'd shake and then pop. But it only had to be three letters. And it kind of got dull then. It was like for seven-year-olds. But it was really okay. Run. Uh, was it three and four-letter words? Because I know we can make him jump and walk. Anyway, that doesn't really matter because no one remembers it anyway. But... <laughs> Kind of dumb, and that's that's the way I see what Google did today. Do you think Google is powerful enough that now you mentioned that um, you thought that switching to Comic Sans was on April Fool's Day because it makes sense that that's when they would do that. Yeah, but are they a big enough entity that if they on August twentieth did something and then did a similar thing on the August 20th the next year let's give it say three years in a row mm. of of some kind of quirky behavior is that enough to Google day I won't say it yeah not enough to make a holiday holiday but enough that it becomes like oh it's it's that's why because it's that day yes absolutely I think if they did it two two years on the spin then you create the fever for, for the third year are they you know, I'm trying to think, are they the only company that could do that? Like, Apple could give something away. If they, if every April 20th they gave away... Well, they do. It was Penny Day on... Uh, oh, yeah. They do at Christmas, don't they? They'd, yeah, they but do, that's, they... that's part of Christmas. But if they if there was a day... I don't think they could do something um, that would have the effect... Like, Google is so... Or like, Facebook might be able to do that. But I think people would just complain. Like, oh, Facebook changed again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then change it back. But, it, like, if Google did it, made an April Fool's kind of thing into a, an August thing. Like, talk like a pirate day. I don't know where that came from. But that's sprang up and became infectious. You go on places you can get pirate speak on Facebook and uh, they'll do stuff like that on Google. Mm, yeah, that was that was good one two years i think i think it was good the first time you heard about it oh talk like a pirate day that's novelty but then the second year it rolled around oh it's talk like a pirate day again brilliant then the third year no okay this is a bit dumb now but then you get the people that have never heard of it well that's the thing it's the first year it catches you off guard the second year you participate the third year you're you're like okay that's enough yeah but First, second, third year is relative. <laughs> so you do it and expose someone else to it, and it's, oh, yeah, now here we go again, another cycle. Yeah, I think Google are big enough to do that. I think if they did something quirky on a set day, two years in the row, maybe three years in the row, then it'd just be, okay, right, next year, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Then they'd build up this big buzz of what they're actually going to do. Well, there's not too many people who could do that. And it, you kind of see that in this idea of award shows. Like ESPN created the ESPYs. I don't know if you're familiar with that. But it's it's novel in that it's really the only award show of its kind. In that it recognizes the wackiest play, the the best team of all sports, whatever. And, ah. and that's kind of become a bit of a phenomenon that that's an annual event. But... Um, like the very People's Choice Awards, the Oscars, like the different. If you were to uh, the MTV, MTV 
for a while created events. Yeah, they're wicked. But not anymore. Like, they've lost that edge. I, I don't know if there's another... Like, Disney, I don't think is big enough. Microsoft and Apple just don't have that um, interface. I think it has to be, like, a television or a radio. Mm. Like, um, Red Nose Day. What was the origin of that? I know that the... Oh, it was 80s, that was. Well, there was a... Uh, comic Relief was the um, U.S. version of it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Comic it's Relief over here, yeah. Yeah. But I th- it's really died down here in the U.S. Like, where there was a point where, oh, it's all the great comedians are getting together and you'd watch it. That was about a first year it was great. Second year, you look for it. Third year, oh, they've replaced these characters or he's not that famous anymore. <laughs> yeah, we used to go over that every year and... You'd look forward to it one year and then, okay, maybe not. It's going to be dull and boring. We have um, the sports personality of the year over here as well, which is, I'm assuming, your version of the ESPYs? The ESPYs. The ESPYs are, um, it'll be memorable play. It'll be um, best comeback. They kind of, it's a... MTV Awards style show but about sports. Yeah. Like some of the quirkiness and all. Yeah. Yeah, even with the MTV Awards, they were, I, I suppose like the early 90s, they were really, really good. You'd stay up and wonder what they were doing. Uh, I, I think I saw, remember watching the 94. I think I've still got that on video, actually. Because obviously it was like the year that uh, Kurt Cobain committed suicide. And so, yeah, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I got that up there. But then again, MTV only had like two or three, no, maybe two channels. And so you kind of either watched the music or you didn't watch the music. And then they had the awards to promote all the music that they were showing. And now they just don't do it. Yeah, well, they had, I remember the MTV Video Awards, the Little Moon Man. Yeah, you know, for like the best video, but then they did the movie awards, and they stood out because they would do best kiss. They would. They usually had like uh, most annoying actor, best dressed yeah. actor, and stuff like that. It was just different, and so you could kind of introduce that into everything. Kind of at the same time that the more traditional shows were fading away, but I don't know. I I, I can't really think of. Would you Would you say the internet is slightly killed that because you you got so much access to that straight away and so many people were doing polls about this and about that and who looked good in this and who's been papped in this magazine Uh, and it's not an annual event anymore you can get that information whenever you want it even on your phone on a bus and it kind of loses its weight so you're not really it it's very similar to the the UK top forty over here. It used to be massive. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely massive. I remember sitting down. We'd turn the TV off, and then we'd sit down and listen to the while we're doing other things like homework and cleaning around the house. But my family would sit down, and just listen to it, listen to the top forty, and get all excited on the top ten. Whoa, we're on the top ten now, and we'd be playing a board game or just getting on with stuff. But it'd be on so we could hear it. And now, you don't hear anything about it whatsoever. Yeah, it it's here. It's been taken over by um, what's the name? The guy from American Idol. Who's the host? Simon Cowell. Can't even see him. No. Um, no. I'm drawing a complete blank on his name. He's taken over the ball dropping in New York City from Dick Clark, and. Yeah, Samuel oh, Jackson's brother. <laughs> no. No. Um, Paul Abdul? Ryan. Ryan Seacrest. Oh, I don't know him. I should. Oh. I don't. <laughs> well, anyway, he's, he's taken over. Like, it used to be Casey Kasem and Rick Dees were the people who did the weekly top 40 and the top 40 countdown each week. But, um... Was he doing TRL? No, that's someone else. That's uh, 
he was supposed to be one of the new up and coming late night hosts, and they he's just buried at like two in the morning now. That's his name. Hmm. Well, I can't think of it. That just shows you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's interesting just this idea of being able to change culture. You know, you, you get the occasional things that are um, crazy phenomenon, and and they catch on all of a sudden, but they pass. But to have something lasting become an annual event, there's only a few, few entities that are strong enough to, to do that. Mm. Yeah. No. How about you? Did you do you uh, find anything or uh, any stories of sorts? There have been a, a few stories knocking around. There's one that I'll come to last, which I personally think is a hoax, but I'd like to get your comment on it. But the first okay. one could also be a, a hoax as well. Uh, let me send this over to you. Get off. Not you. This. Right, okay. <laughs> this one is from the Metro, and it says, Alien alien, and floating orb captured on film in the Amazon rainforest. Uh, there's a video to go with it. I think it's on YouTube. You have to scour the YouTube you, probably find it straight away but there's footage mm -hmm. of a in a brazilian rainforest and in the background of this footage you see a mysterious alien figure i'm getting the creeps i'm looking behind me crazy and uh, a floating orb in the rainforest behind all these children and it's it's kind of creepy but i personally think it's just a setup and it's someone trying to creep someone out with kids in the foreground and oh there's an alien in the background and no for me it's a fake have you seen these pictures yet yeah yeah there's something about the alien that uh it just it, it just it's too static in the video mm. it doesn't if if the head turned or if it ducked behind i'd be more inclined but yeah if it came out from behind the tree would be good. Mm -hmm. But if you look at these pictures uh, on the actual red circle of the alien, if you look mm -hmm. up and to the left, around about 11 o'clock, the leaves look like Jesus. Yeah, there's a giant head or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's... That's more important to me on this. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just noticed that. It's Jesus in, in leaf form. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's it's hoax or misinterpretation or oh, I definitely it, it's hoax. not real. No. Yeah. And it could be something with like a, a a bulb on a piece of string hanging in the trees for the orb. I heard bulbs are quite fashionable to create light from, but it it just looks fake <laughs> and yeah. It looks like it's it's uh Photoshopped in, basically. Yeah. Do you think if this ever did actually happen, I think it would be across the news straight away if there was actual footage than this, oh yeah, oh, we we saw aliens there and we saw aliens there. Um, yeah. I think it would just be worldwide news straight away, top story for weeks and weeks and weeks. But this kind of dilutes that. Yeah. No, definitely. It, I saw something similar on... Uh, it was on Twitter. It was... It said that a seven-year-old had proven he had ESP. Ooh. So you click the link and it goes and it basically just says a seven-year-old in this country has baffled... has amazed local um, residents and experts... By proving he has ESP. That's it. That's the whole article. There's not not like a who he is, how he did it, nothing you can follow up on. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, if it was real, mm. then it would be, you know, getting a lot more attention. Yeah, I would have thought so, yeah. Right, okay. I'll move on to my second story. Now, do you have £5 million to spend, uh, to spare? down the back of the sofa or underneath the bed. 
because what you can buy with five million pounds today is a golden iPad with T-Rex bone inside it. Ooh. They've created a uh, iP- uh, an iPad customized with gold, diamonds, and shavings of Tyrannosaurus Rex bone has been billed as the world's most expensive gadget. Uh, the iPad 2 is encrusted with 12.5 carat diamonds, has 53 separate gems forming the iconic Apple logo. But the most expensive part is actually the main front frame, which is made from the oldest rock in the world the world has to offer, Amalite. <laughs> uh, the, the rock is sourced in Canada and the stone is more than 75 million years old. But the thing that's got people upraged about this is that there are shavings of a T-Rex bone in there. I think it's a thigh bone. They've just taken slithers of it and crumbled it up into the, the front palette. And I'm thinking, really? You know, this dinosaur lived, what, 65 million years ago, I suppose? Maybe a bit more than that. And all you do is just shave off a little bit and then stick it onto a gadget and it's just kind of demeaning and yeah it's it's nice if you've got five million pounds to throw around and yeah, but buy this stuff what happens but... like the the ipad 3 is coming out soon isn't it so it's already outdated <laughs> i'm guessing that you can change the insides of it if they bring out the same shape i'm hoping so anyway but it's it's just kind of I saw I saw a program uh, this afternoon and it was on Tamara Eccleston have you ever heard of this lady? no no have you ever heard of Bernie Eccleston? no he's the guy who he's the Formula 1 mogul who runs F1 basically he owns F1 and let me tell you, I'd like to play with his train set. But it's this Tamara Eccleston is his daughter. I think she's like 26 year old. And I'm the only reason I watch this program is because of the F1 link. That is it. That is absolutely it. And I promise you, I would not be watching this again. Because <laughs> this woman has, she's a, a billionaireess. Or she's in line to get all the billions that Bernie has built up over the years. And so, throwing £20,000 at something is just nothing. And this is the kind of person that would actually try and go and buy this sort of crap and go, oh, look, it's got millions of diamonds at the back. Brilliant. Oh, and there's T-Rex bone in it as well. Wonderful. But there's no respect for the archaeologist that dug up this bone or this skeleton and works their socks off to get this bone out and it should be displayed and not just chopped up and put into a gadget for someone to go oh yeah look, look at that I don't know though think about how you see shark teeth everywhere like you know you just some things yeah, but a are shark. almost overvalued I think yeah but I, I mean it's I don't know did you read the, the part of the article or basically the the end part of the article says basically the guy has previously claimed to have built a super yacht encased in gold. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, I know. I was lying about that. Yeah. The super yacht encased in gold worth $3 billion. I'd like to see him put it in the... <laughs> let it out the... Um, Does it float? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Let it out of the... What, what do they build boats in? I can't... Boat yard, I suppose. But... Let it slide down, have his daughter like smash champagne on the front, and you know, God bless all who's sailing her. Let it sail out into the river, and then. Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> have you seen they have an edible gold spray paint? Yeah, I've heard about that. Don't they stick that in drinks as well? I know. Just I saw something about it just the other day. I know they do gold flakes, and you can have gold in in your liqueur and stuff, but. <laughs> I'll show you the, the picture just in case you haven't seen one officially of a turkey spray painted gold. Edible gold spray paint is made by the Deli Garage of Germany and consists of ethyl alcohol, flavors, and additives. It sounds like a lot of stuff, but it's harmless. It's $35 for each can. Are you actually 
eating gold? I don't know. Is there any gold in this at all? Real proper gold? You know, this is in German. If I had taken German in... Oh, no. It translate to English here. It has ethanol, flavor, and then five chemicals. E942A, E943B, E944. So, I don't know what what that is. But why would... milliliters of edible gold food varnish. It's not real gold, then. It's just paint, basically. Edible paint. But... Comes in gold, silver, blue, and red. Okay, there's a picture of it here, and they're spraying a chicken, I'm assuming. But it looks the most unappealing thing to eat in the whole world. Why would you spend all that time cooking a nice roast dinner and then just spray it with gold? And go, yeah. oh, there we go, kids, eat that. We've made cakes before, and I've put pink dye in it. And they come up, well, red dye in the in the mixture. And they come up pink, and they look really nice. Yeah. We've also done black cakes, and they look disgusting. I think we made bread with green dye in it, and yeah. it just looked moldy and horrible. You know what looks cool? The apples. I'm looking at apples painted gold and silver. Those look cool. But then they have a cupcake that they sprayed red, and some cookies they sprayed red and blue. I, I want icing on my... No. I don't like the apples. No, just go buy some like Christmas them? baubles. No. No, they're daft. <laughs> anyway. I'm more impressed by that, though, than the iPad. Hmm. Because yeah, the I'll... iPad's outdated. Yeah, it wouldn't take too long for it to be outdated, would it? I just don't agree with them. I think it's more the dinosaur bone put in there. I think it's just a gimmick and just pointless gimmick. What if it had a human bone? Human bone would be different. Would it be, you know, if if you're... Is it against the law if you if you find... If you find a bone somewhere, you you're not allowed to use... I'm not saying you would do it like in a cannibalistic sense, but you you find uh, a skeleton and you you bugsy it, you claim it. Some people would say it's a, you're immortalizing it, like when they take those things and they trap them in amber, like in Jurassic Park. Mm. Or, you know, sometimes they you can go to like the uh, museum and you can buy the thing that's trapped in like glass. Like, it's a dead scorpion, or it's a dead, you know, it's in a little crystal ball. Butterfly, encased in glass. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Humans are idiots sometimes, aren't they? Yeah, yep. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, talking of idiots, right, I'm going to send you this one. Now, okay. I think this last story could be a spoof. This was on Facebook a little while ago. And it's quite an old story, but I've, I saw it and I thought, okay, that suits us down to the ground. We're going to have to find this, and I think I've sourced it. Okay. I'll give you a little second to take it in, and then I shall read you the headline. All right. You ready? <laughs> yeah. My fella went down on me and found next door's missing kitten. Now, nah <laughs> When Mandy Mountain's latest film... <laughs> Mandy Mountain, as if that's her name. Uh, recoiled in horror while giving her oral pleasure, she wondered what on earth was going wrong. Only when the ashen-faced bloke emerged from between her thunderous thighs, clutching the flattened remains of a kitten, did she realise it was no ordinary bedroom mishap. This lady, apparently... Is 55 stone, and she squashed her next-door neighbor's cat in between her folds. I think someone's playing a joke on here. It's dated August 1st as well, so it's a little bit old, but there was a, a picture going around on Facebook with the... Uh, I think it was in the, the newspaper, the, the Sunday Sport, and it was just a picture going around, circulating, I thought, it just intrigued me. But this is from the... I think the Sunday Sport came up with they found a World War Two bomber on the moon. 
at one point. And they come up with other weird stuff, but... What do you think? Do you reckon this is another hoax, like the alien? I've been doing a little digging while you're talking here. Mm -hmm. Um, The Mandy Mountain's name is Amanda Simmons of Charleston, West Virginia. Um, Mandy Mountain. (laughs) Mandy Mountains. Uh, You know, I I don't know. I like the the part at the end where she says her husband is, or her fellows started wedding again. Mm. But uh, the consensus seems to be it's it's fake. I think it is. Wait. The photo looks weird. Like it's, I mean, I know there are some plus plus size women, but it, it doesn't look like, uh, it doesn't look natural to me. I don't know. Like, I, I personally think the, the photo could be real. It seems like her top would be bigger for how big her bottom is. She looks so pleased with herself about it. You know, like, how could you not be... Not saying you have to be embarrassed of your size. She's 25 years old. Yeah. She has to scoff a staggering 20,000 calories a day in order to maintain her terrifying tonnage. Twelve. That's the equivalent of 12 giant pizzas with pepperoni every single day. My God. Right, if you go down to the bottom of the page... And you'll see uh, on the left-hand side the the Agony Angels, Chubby Brown, Girls Who Kiss. If you go down there, there's a little news one. Click on the news. News. I'm not seeing news. Advertise shop. Sunday Strip. No. Above that. Chubby Brown. Below that. No, those are the two. It's Chubby Brown and Sunday Strip are right above each other on mine. Well, I've clicked on that, and I, I think it proves that this is a hoax because the the news headlines it gives me is oh, Hit- I see, and Hitler was a woman. Hitler That's was a woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, secret snaps are on post student <laughs> grad ball orgy, and my Gordon favorite Ramsey's one. Gordon Ramsay's sex dwarf. Yeah, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay's sex dwarf found dead in Badger set. <laughs> oh dear. Let's see. An itty-bitty porn star who hit the big time as a Gordon Ramsay lookalike has been found dead in a badger set. (laughs) Well, that's disturbing. At least for me, it's not one in the morning, so I won't get nightmares. But Yeah. yeah, I think you'll (laughs) you'll be kept awake for quite a while. Should we end on that note? Yes, let's. Let's. There must be a moral here somewhere. What have we learned? We found uh, the sex dwarf is found dead. (laughs) Possibly. I'm looking at this article about Mandy Mountains, and she says, Men love my buttery lumps and bumps. There we go. That's it. (laughs) Men Men love buttery lumps and bumps. That's the moral of today's story. So, ladies, eat those pizzas. (laughs) <laughs> Man love my buttery lumps. You said that before. I, I I can just tell the way you said that. I know. You said well, it before. Quite a few buttery lumps. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, thank you very much for making it this far on this episode, guys. Uh, you are to be applauded and appreciated both at the same yes. time and in equal doses. Uh, if you do want to get hold of us for some un- weird reason, if you've got any wonderful news stories or websites that you'd like to dish out or just send us a hundred somethings, then send it to bombastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. I am Ultimate Manus and Scott is SHC1970. There's a Bombast Facebook page. You can go to the bombastpodcast.com podbean.com home sites I think it is mm-hmm. uh, also part of Rogue 2 which has got lovely lovely episodes out there uh, lots of different shows putting lots and lots of stuff out there uh, just just visit the site and you'll see everything that's active at the moment alright guys well thank you very much and uh, Elton thanks for staying up late that's okay no worries 
And I guess we will talk again in about a week. Yeah, okay. Thanks a lot, guys. And I'll see you, hear from you soon, I suppose. All right. Bye. Bye. Guys.